G'day, Croft. How are you? Morning, team. Uh, hope you're well. Yeah, you too. You too. Well, I want to start with the Patrick Cripps suspension at Carlton. How is this even a suspension, Croft? <laughs> well, you're not allowed to do it, you know. You've got to... Uh, not allowed to do what? Compete for the ball? <laughs> well, there's, you can compete for the ball, but you can also do uh, body spoils. Uh, you can make it look like you're going for the footy, you know, and so forth. And they've really cracked down on this. The, the, the problem is that, um, you know, once you hit a player, if they go down and they're suffering some type of injury, the player's accountable. So uh, that's where, unfortunately, he's come undone. Um, he needed to pick a bigger target uh, that didn't sort of fall down and, and uh, you know, fall on a bit of a heap and, and cop it like they did. So um, it's unfortunate. Uh, they got no chance. They're trying to appeal. They're trying to do all sorts of things. They've got no chance. Um, it's just waste. They're wasting everyone's time and effort. Um, they really need him over the last two weeks because mm-hmm. the Blues are in massive danger of not winning a, a game over the next two weeks. They have got Melbourne this week, who are third, and then they got what about this? They got Collingwood, who are coming off eleven in a row, could be twelve in a row, and that I reckon there might be a hundred thousand people at that game for the very, very final round for season. You know, twenty twenty two. There could be a hundred thousand. And this is a game you want to get to if you can, you know, jump on a plane, come to Melbourne and experience this because you're going to have two crowds, unlike a grand final, not all the corporates and so forth. This is going to be two clubs that hate each other. It's Carlton and Collingwood. I know I'm getting ahead of myself because it's next week, uh, but this will be an, an amazing spectacle. Uh, the crowd are going to be right into it. Their supporters are both up and about and, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? 100,000 people in the last game of the season and possibly could decide Carlton's fate. Um, it looks as though uh, Croft, Alistair Clarkson, and I think you mentioned it a few weeks ago, or it, may, it might have been last week, that it, it looks like he's going back home to North Melbourne. Well, that's what they're saying, but he has had four meetings with the Giants. So, um, you know, he's 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 definitely... You know, leaving no stone unturned, he's he's obviously going through everything that he wants before he makes a clear decision. Um, you know, I even got a text message last week um, saying that that he couldn't catch up because he was in Sydney. So I'm thinking, oh, what's going on in Sydney? So maybe he's coaching the Swans. Maybe John Longmore is going to hand over and move on after doing an amazing job. But um, yeah, I, I think that's Alistair Clarkson. He's just sort of going through every area of the footy clubs that he's interested in. And he's just making sure that he gets it right. No matter where he goes, he just gets it right. The Giants were good last week, so, um, you know, that would have probably given him a bit of confidence. But then North Melbourne have had two years of rebuilding, so it's not starting from scratch. And I've just got a feeling, you know, I I just think if he can get that club going again, um, you know, he'll be the messiah. He can sort of go wherever he wants, whenever he wants. We've had a couple of Josh Kennedy retirements in the last few days. The Eagles' Josh Kennedy bowed out with eight goals, but, uh, well, the Swan Josh Kennedy, what a player he has been for that club. Uh, of course, from Hawthorne Royalty, which you know all about, Croft, but uh, what he leads, well, he's had the most contested possessions in league history as far as that stat's being recorded. Uh, what a legacy he's going to leave, but uh, I fear that he may not get back in that side at some stage before, but between now and the end of the season? No, no, no. It's very unlikely. Um, you know, 
second hamstring, and not only that, you know, his, his spot was being questioned a little bit because they brought in a lot more run. But oh, I'll tell you, Josh Kennedy, I was lucky enough to play a couple of years with Josh when he first started out, and he just couldn't crack into our team, but he was probably our 23rd, 24th player. Just missed out on, um, you know, being a part of the grand final team in 208. But I'll tell you what, you couldn't get a harder-working, harder you know, unbelievable teammate. And... You know, it was a tough decision because Alistair Clarkson at the time had an unbelievable relationship with John Kennedy Sr., you know, an absolute doyen when it comes to AFL football. And he was a a great coach for Hawthorne, North Melbourne. And he was just, you know, Kennedy's commandos. He used to have him running up the sand dunes. But anyway, he was a real confidant for Alistair Clarkson. So that decision to have that conversation with Josh Kennedy... Sydney Swans, Josh Kennedy, and say, listen, I just can't put you ahead of, you know, Jordan Lewis or Sam Mitchell, so I just can't get you in to that spot in the middle, you know, where you've got to bash and crash. Um, it hurts me, and, you know, I'll play you as soon as there's an opportunity, but maybe maybe you do need to consider your other options. And, wow, uh, what a career he went on to have at the Sydney Swans. Uh, so proud of him. Um, he's done an incredible job and as you said the most contested football um, he's got huge shoulders he's got an amazing work ethic and I have no doubt the Sydney Swans will try and keep him involved heavily uh, in that football club moving forward and it was yeah it's always a sad way to see you know players retiring we've seen David Mundy um, say that he's going to finish at season end Ben McAvoy during the week um, you know a great play for the Hawks and was at the St Kilda and um, you know, there's been a lot of retirement. It's always a sad time, but, um, you know, we're just grateful that they were a part of the league for a long time and had such an influence. You mentioned Josh Kennedy. What about the other Josh Kennedy over there <laughs> at West Coast? Unbelievable performance from him in his last game. Well, that's it. And uh, it's interesting from a punting point of view, everyone thought, oh, he'll definitely get four-plus goals. Um, and you just know that, you know, when, when the pressure's off and you're trying to send someone off, um, you know, on the right foot, uh, you just want to get them the footy. You just want to give it to them and make sure they're in the game and finish the way they want. But he, that, that, that was a famous trade. You know, Chris Judd comes to Carlton and then Josh Kennedy goes off to West Coast. And, Lois, you tell me you love your AFL football. Mm-hmm. Who won out of that deal? Because, obviously, Chris Judd, super player, went Ooh. on to win a Brownlow and had a great influence at Carlton. But then Josh Kennedy, he's kicked, what, over... 720 mm. goals, maybe a few more, and what, an, what a career he's had at the West Coast Eagles, including a premiership a few years ago where where they killed, uh, unfortunately, Collingwood, you know, in the dying minutes. So who who won out of that deal? Oh, I have you know to say what? West Coast well, premiership. He, well, he, he premiership and played <laughs> longer, but the better player obviously was Joe. Yeah, well, without a doubt, but it comes He's down to legend. premierships. When Mate, you talk. He's sitting on the fence, like I said. All right, all right, Croft. Um, yeah, I'll go Kennedy. Well, yeah, I'll throw one back at you, Croft. I'm going to throw one back at you, all right? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Has the Swans made the correct call giving Buddy a 10-year deal and they haven't won a premiership and they spent all that money on him? Absolutely. Absolutely. What, from a, a marketing point of view, I know it's all about premierships, but from a marketing point of view, the, the merchandise that would have sold, you know, they'll be building another Harbour Bridge uh, soon because, mm. um, you know, he, he's been incredible. And I know you sort of judge on premierships and I know they've, 
they've you know come close, but um, uh, he, he's been incredible. And everyone, everyone laughed at the Swans. They said, "Why on earth would you give someone a ten-year deal?" He's last of it. Not, not only that, you know, he's put him in a position where they've got to decide whether they give him another year or try and give him another two. So. You reckon he'll stay? Uh, I, I don't. I really don't know. Um, I, I think if. I don't think it's about money. I really don't. I just think, you know, it's it's more about, um, you know, where the family fits moving forward. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I know everyone says, oh, maybe Brisbane. I reckon if he went anywhere else, I reckon he'd go to the Gold Coast. Only if they offered him a two-year contract, mm. um, you know, come up in a leadership um, sort of role, but also a coaching sort of role, you know, for future development. Because I think eventually... They'll live on the Gold Coast or near the Gold Coast because Jacinta's family's from that way. But it's a tough decision because I know he absolutely adores the Sydney Swans mm. and he's been so grateful, um, you know, for that football club. So it'll be a very tough decision. And yeah, I, I, I don't think it's it's all about money because I think he's got enough, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, he would have had a flag in 2016 if the umpires gave the Swans a fair go. But let's not bring up uh, old wounds, Croft. Dollar uh, forty, the Swans. Collingwood three dollars. Uh, Collingwood plus eighteen and a half at the line with Tab. What a game this is going to be at the SCG Sunday afternoon. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people at Melbourne, in particular, will be looking at the the pies at three dollars and thinking, "Gee, that's juicy for a side that's won eleven on the trot." But they've got to go to the SCG. Yeah, well, it's like backing a horse that's won 11 in a row, you know, and you're getting three bucks. It's like, what's going on? The odds are wrong. <laughs> the odds are wrong because Collingwood are a good team. They play a real good style of footy. Uh, they take the game on. Um, and the Swans are good too. So uh, I think this is going to be an absolute cracker. Collingwood travels really well. They uh, they have had really good, um, even, you know, their form over the last few years, which has been a touch dodgy. They've always travelled really well. And um, oh, this is this is awesome uh, because both teams obviously got to win to be top four, um, you know, especially with one round going next week. And top four, you get top four, then you start to dream, you know. And then, you know, if the Swans can win and, and make the top four and they go on and win the flag, then everyone can stop doubting Buddy and whether or not the deal worked. <laughs> hmm. I'm saying, well, it definitely worked then. But um, I, I think the odds are wrong on this. Collingwood... Um, you know, for a long time I've been thinking, oh, maybe they'll drop off, maybe they'll slow down. Maybe I think they're getting better. You know, they played an unbelievable opposition last week in Melbourne, who threw everything at them, um, and they just—I don't know. There's there's unbelievable belief. They're leaving good players out of their team at the moment. Um, yeah, so I, I do favour Sydney, but I just think the odds are wrong at three bucks. It's pretty crazy, and I reckon the Giants' odds are pretty. Uh, wrong at two because they're playing the dogs. The dogs are a dollar eighteen, and the Giants are almost five bucks. Yeah, they're five dollars now. And, and I've said all year, you cannot trust the Bulldogs because they have one or two really good quarters, put a good score together, but then they go missing and they give the opposition a chance. So I'm happy to have a little. Not that I think the Giants will win, but I'm thinking those odds in a two horse race, um, and the Giants were pretty good last week, so. Yeah, I'm happy to have a little little something, just an interest in that match, which would be, which should be pretty good. Oh, you got Melbourne and Carlton too. Melbourne a third, Carlton a seventh, and Carlton have just got to win. They've got to find a way to win without Paddy Cripps. So, um, and it, it's funny they've been good all year, and once one player goes out, and yes, he's a significant player, 
It's funny how everyone thinks, oh, it's a disaster, the season's over. You, you got yourself in a position to make the finals because you're a good team. So everyone's fulfilling roles, doing their bit. This is where you need your bottom 10 to really stand up. Okay, This is where Michael Voss will be looking them in the eye and saying, not that he'll be telling them they're in the bottom 10, but it's like, you need to give us something today. We really need you to step up and, and lift to another level. And he'll be really at, not your key players, but definitely your bottom 10, because that's where you make the finals. That's where you win premierships, making sure your bottom 10 can lift to a new level. Just looking at the demons, though, Crawford, I know everyone, you know, is not going to write them off, but they've only won four of their last 10. Yeah. That's not good form coming into the back end of the year. No, no, definitely not. Um, But they're just hanging around like a bad smell and at their very best, um, you know, I think they're better than everyone else. But the problem is um, you've got Clayton Oliver and Petrarca and and Max Gorn. They rely so heavily on those guys. So um, they too need to get their bottom 10 going. They need to get their mix through the middle. You know, I suppose Viney in there as well, but you need to shoulder more responsibility on others because at the moment, those guys are playing well every week, whereas their bottom 10, you know, a bit scratchy and they're uncertain on, you know, what's their best fit. So, yeah, I think this is why the grand, oh, not the grand final, but the final series is going to be unbelievable because form's fluctuated a fair bit. There's no clip. In my mind, even though Geelong, you know, have been in the best form, I still have reservations and question marks, you know, especially finals footy and, and an older list, but they seem to have a good blend of young players coming through. So there's still a question mark, especially with their history over the last few years of not actually, you know, gaining that flag. So I just reckon it's so open. But top four, get to the top four, give yourself a double chance. And, um, yeah, hopefully we see someone who hasn't won a flag for a while, which I think would be pretty cool. Thanks so much, Croft. No worries. All the best. Come on. Uh, come on, the storm. Come on. <laughs> no chance tonight, Croft. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Come on, Penrith. Oh, by the way, any horses? <laughs> no, I did go down and watch some trials. I watched 22 trials down at Cranbourne the other day, and all the good horses were were out having a bowl around. But um, I was just there because I thought, oh, what better way to spend the day watching horses have a hit? But no, no nothing is yet. Uh, just saving. I'm saving for the spring carnival. <laughs> Beautiful. That's what we love. No, all right. See you later. Good See you, mate. Prof.